podcast with Dan and Scott. Hottest golf podcast, whether you like it or not. Fresh from back in the day when that's a put at the park. 7 a.m. PM special where they played after dark. From the birds to the focus to the losses and the win. Welcome podcast, patron to the show, lead the pen. Get busy golfing or get busy dying. Hottest golf podcast and the swing ain't lying. Welcome back, podcast patrons, to episode 147 of Leave the Pin Podcast. Let's get right to it. It's been a while, almost a month. Look, life is crazy. Baseball season has totally consumed me. Had no time after work at all to get anything done with Leave the Pin as far as podcasts go. Scott has been super busy. His daughter's got yoga, a bunch of stuff going on. We have barely even played golf. I've managed 27 holes this entire year. Think about that. Two, seven, 27 holes. The only positive is that I haven't lost a ball yet, probably because I haven't played enough holes to do that. Ball industry hates me right now, but I'm loving it. Things are slowly coming back. We're recording tonight. we got the PGA Championship. Kiowa, super excited. Of course, that I've played before, uh, been to the course four or five times now, just uh, beyond excited to get into this episode and kind of back on track with my man, Scott. So this episode 147, it's been a ton of support and a bunch of people reaching out. And first off, thank you. Uh, we're not dead. We weren't in car accidents. Nothing happened to us. Uh, just, you know, life got in the way of living. Um, it's just kind of one of those things when you're busy with with kids and golf is really kind of taking a back seat. I'm not even going to lie. I haven't barely even watched uh, the Byron Nelson. I watched the last few holes. You know, it's been uh, it's baseball season, folks. And uh, I'm an enormous, we're enormous Cardinals fans here. So uh, that's really kind of taken up a lot of our space in our free time for whatever little free time we've had. Uh, but check this out on this episode. We got Kiowa, obviously. We're talking about the PGA of America setting up shop there. Um, I'm going to let you know how I like to spend my time at the ocean course. We'll get into the picks and who we think is going to win, buy and sell some stock and players like we always do. Talk about how the Byron Nelson has really kind of completely fallen off for a man that's a, a, a god in and around Texas and a golf hall of famer. Uh, it's kind of a shame what the tournament has become. Talk a little golf trading cards. We mentioned this a few times in a few episodes in the past, but Upper Deck just came out with their 2021 cards, and they are selling like hotcakes. You are not going to believe how much it costs for a hobby box of those. I'm going to talk about how much I still hate Nick Faldo and why. Uh, we got you know Bones at the PGA, caddying for Homa. We got Kiowa taking center stage down south, south of Charleston, Kiowa Island, South Carolina. It's going to be a great episode, a great PGA championship. Stay tuned. Here's episode 147. Scott, we're finally back to episode 147. Episode 146 uh, was five weeks ago. So, uh, I'm like I said before, I think we are the Tiger Woods of podcasts. We only come out for majors. It so, seems like it. So, you know, we're, we're here now. We'll, we'll talk a little PGA and... Who knows? Maybe we'll come out for another tournament in between. <laughs> maybe you won't see us again until the next major. I, I'm I'm not sure. I referenced it in the intro. Life, I mean, honestly, life has been absolutely insane. I was just telling you, like, I don't get home from the kids' sports most nights till 8 o'clock or so. And it's been that way for literally the last, you know, month and a half. And the last thing I want to do is record for an hour and then do some post-production work, you know, and get the episode out. Um, I don't but know. But you know what? Look at it. Look at it this way. 
the fact that we where where we are at right now and and you can say i am busy because i am you know involved with youth sports i mean it shows how far we've come in the last year yes i mean that's it, it is a great problem to have if you yep. will um we're starting to return to normal you know what's not returning to normal <laughs> the amount of golf that i play have you even played yet um no not at all i the one time i was supposed to play i got winded out uh at beth page <laughs> that's right <laughs> Uh, they they literally shut the course down because of wind. Listen to the last podcast we did. We talked about it. Um, and I was supposed to play last weekend, but there was terrible rain. So I obviously didn't. And yeah, here I am. But there there's hope on the way. There There is hope. It's just, it's crazy. I, I told you, you know, for the podcast and for Instagram, I've been tracking, not my stats, but just number of holes, how many birdies I make, how many eagles, and how many balls that I lose. I thought it'd be a fun thing to do. And here we are in mid-May, and I'm figuring to have some astronomical numbers by now in a normal given year. Mm-hmm. And I sit at 27 holes, three birdies, an eagle, and no balls lost, which is positive, uh, right. but 27 holes is minuscule considering 18 of those holes came at the goat track Indian mountain in Mm. January, which isn't even real golf. No, no, it's barely real golf when the weather is nice. Yeah. Well, that's, Uh, that's there have been, there have been years where you and I have had like a good, like 10 rounds in before Memorial day together, not even like, uh, you know, separate. Yeah. Um, 20 combined rounds. Yeah. And I, I don't think I'm going to even, probably get more than one in i'm on a i'm on a good track now uh you know my oldest son's done with baseball so he's fully committed to freshman year and high school he's got some high school tournaments coming up so he's at least that catalyst for me you know i only have one baseball season going on now which i'm coaching that as well um so once a week at least we're out at the course and then we're at the range a bunch now lessons are starting to pick up which right. is you know terrific. I had a lesson uh, today. Uh, I have a playing lesson with the same person on Wednesday, and then we meet back up again after. I got a bunch of juniors coming in now because the weather's starting to clear, and you know the world is starting to open back up again. So it's it's kind of nice to get back into that hectic routine, as hectic as it is. Exactly, exactly. And you know, for me, it really is just a matter of getting to like the next. We'll call it like hurdle. Once I'm over that next hurdle, I, I do think I will be able to get out at least twice a week um, and just, you know, play one of the local courses. If not, you know, go back to the, the golf club and rejoin there because I've been thinking about that also. I like that. I like hearing that, that a lot. You know what? It, it, if you try to figure out, like, and justify it, like, oh, I'm playing, you know, X amount per round, um, it doesn't really work out until you consider the – you know, convenience factor, just the being able to roll in there, get out, play nine. No, it's not going to take me more than an hour and a half tops. And just, you know, pop back in my car and, and drive away. Yeah, There's- I mean, that's that's the thing. If you ever try to justify the numbers at a club and you say, oh, I've got to play 42 times and that'll make it cheaper than me going out and paying a greens fee each time, you know, Again, that's not going to happen. And if you join a club, that probably shouldn't be the reason that you join that club. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't don't join it to save money. 
you know, you can make your your dollar stretch a lot further by playing local munis and, and this and that, which 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 is great. Like I I I love it. You know, the the course that's going to be my son's home course, um, in high school is Blue Shamrock Country Club, and they mm-hmm. banged us fifteen bucks a, a person, thirty bucks total for both of us to walk nine holes. I mean, right. you know, how how can you hey, beat that? Listen, as much as we just you know ragged on Indian Mountain a little bit. If you called me up tomorrow and said, "Hey, want to go play Indian Mountain?" and I was available, I'd hop in my car and drive out there. Yeah, because we've had yeah. some good times there. Yeah, for sure, for sure. There's definitely something to be said about kind of a real low key course that you can just chill and, and have a good time at. Uh, the opposite of that, Scott, is what's going on this week: the Ocean Course at Kiowa. I mean, I love I love the majors. Right, the PGA is always the redheaded stepchild, but not this year. Kiowa is one of my favorite locales in the U.S. Um, I, I was able to procure, I was able to secure the bag this morning, Scott, for Nike's release of the Seersucker Air Max 90s, another PGA mm. Championship shoe. I actually missed it. My wife had downloaded the Nike app, not the sneakers app, just the Nike app, and they only showed up. There, they didn't show up on the website. They didn't show up on the sneakers app. She was able to get that. So big ups to my wife for securing the bag. Another limited edition drop that's going to be on my feet while we play. Uh, those are pretty cool looking. So yeah, they're sick. Congrats on that. I, I tell you what's crazy. They got so much hate online and on Instagram. And I mean, you know, a a classic suit of the of the South, seersucker yeah. linen, really light striped small piping their salmony pink baby blue a little bit of white on them and i absolutely love them people are like that's the ugliest shoe i've ever seen who would wear that and i'm like you know you come right here if you, if you can get them and i you know you don't want them send them my way yeah i was gonna say that that works out for you so i don't like the jordan fours though that that they're dropping and i love that shoe um i have a few that I wear, you know, to work, but I, I just, I can't get over playing in a, in like a mid high top shoe when you play golf. I, that's just me. Yeah. It, uh, it's for me. And you know, I, I'm a little bit more traditional in my dress than you are. Um, but that, that look for me, it doesn't, doesn't really go with golf. Yeah. But you know, for well, some and, people it does. So and what's tough, let me tell you, I mean, if you don't, if people out there don't, collect jordans or if you do you'll know what i mean the jordan fours are a very clunky shoe i mean they are very heavy so the idea of walking 18 27 36 holes in those things i i can't see it being comfortable i think that's a type of shoe where you like show off to people when you're riding around in a cart you know for 18 holes or 36 holes but i cannot imagine walking 36 in those things yeah i hear you those, those like older nikes the little stiffer you know, um, midsole. Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, and they're 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 boxy too. You know, they're so mm-hmm. wide. The toe box is so wide on those. W- would you say that they're like almost square? Uh, you know, I didn't want to throw shade and hate at Nick Faldo right away, so let me hold off on that. Okay, okay, we could do that. Um, all right. So the PGA of America hosting the PGA Championship. This week, defending champ of the PGA Championship is obviously Colin Morikawa. Defending champ at Kiowa, the Ocean Course, is your man, Rory McIlroy. It was it, it's very weird, Scott, because I have a ton of pictures. I've, I've played Kiowa only once, 
but I've been to the course, I think four times now, just to putt around, chip, and literally just just hang out and and not do anything but hang around, you know, the facilities, I, which I love to you, do. You played it the year we went to the Masters, right? Correct. It was the yeah. year after Rory won. Uh, gotcha. When when the tree that he got his ball stuck in on the uh, third second or third hole maybe um, when that tree was still there and that tree has since been knocked down because the hurricanes and new ones have been planted in their place but I've actually got a picture of myself like pointing to the hole my caddy showed me the hole that the ball got stuck in which was you know pretty neat golf history there but being at that course. The courses, if if people have never been, it's it's very open. I mean, obviously, it's on the ocean, right? So you can see for infinity. Um, but the property is just big. It's dramatic. And I was watching live from the PGA Championship today, and one of the things that struck me are all the hospitality tents, all the grandstands, the roping, the the putting green, which you can just freely walk across down to the ocean. Everything kind of roped off and, and cordoned off. And it's just such a weird sight to see places that you could normally roam free not being able to you know like i i was yes. talking with with uh keo caddy matt on on instagram we're gonna try to get him on as a as a review show because he's working there he's a caddy that works at Kiowa at the ocean course exclusively and he was saying that he's working there this week but he's working inside the player's locker room, and he's going to be in charge of the shoes. So the entire week, all he's doing, except for Sunday in the evening where he has seats to watch like the final nine holes, mm-hmm. he's going to be inside servicing all he's, the tour pros' shoes. Yeah, he's he's cleaning John Rahm's shoes. He's you know changing spikes. That's uh, that's an interesting job. It is, and, and the thing is to me, like, it's got to be weird for him. A guy that has free reign to roam mm-hmm. anywhere he wants on that course, in the clubhouse, in the pro shop, in the dining area, not being allowed to for this week. Well, I mean, I think about, so, like, the, the last major I, I went to was the PGA at Beth Page in 2019. And, you know, how many times have you and I been there yeah, tons. Just to to play around, you just you know you just go, you walk around, you're on you know use this putting green, the one in the back, you know, hop through the clubhouse, you know, grab something to eat, walk through the pro shop for a little bit, and uh, the one thing that really struck me about that, and this is kind of similar to you you know seeing Kiowa all roped off, there's you know the the water fountain that's kind of by the red course. Yep. So they have that water fountain's there, but because everything is elevated. Um, they have all these elevated walkways. That water fountain is like three feet down from where you're walking. And just as every time I walk past it, because I went I went twice and I walked past it a couple times. Um, every time I walked past it, I was just like, I, how many times have I gotten water from that? And it's just there so far away right now. So I, I totally get it. It's just a, it's it's a different vibe, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. look, the island itself is 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 very hoity-toity. It's very upscale, but with all that being said, there's still a very much laid-back vibe at Kiowa. Um, you know, one of the things if people are listening to this and they're going to be going, obviously you're going to park at Freshfields Market there uh, at the corner of Seabrook and Kiowa. You're going to bang that left, and it takes an inordinately long amount of time. 
to get back to the ocean course. I mean, I obviously you have to go through the gate. You know, one of my favorite tricks, um, because D. Lou went there on his honeymoon and he said, mm-hmm. Hey, how do I get to the ocean course? How can I show my my new bride the ocean course and walk around? I told him exactly what to do. It's very simple, people, if you want to go. There is a gate, and you can only get past that gate if you have a tea time. But guess what they don't do? Check your tea time. So all mm-hmm. you do is say, Hey, I'm going to play the ocean course. That's it. They issue you a temporary pass. It's a day pass. They let you through. Now, there's a line for visitors, and then obviously there's a line for people that live on the island because they have an easy pass type system, and they're allowed right. to zip right through. So I told him that. He gets to the gate, and the guy says to him, you know, hey, you know, what are you doing? He's like, oh, we want to we you know, go on the island. I said, well, <laughs> why do you want to go on the island? He's like, oh, we want to like walk around. I'm like, well, you can't. Turn around. And he was like, oh, okay. And then he just turned around. <laughs> and, and, and that's like the first rule of business. Like, never accept their first offer. Yeah, no, no, no. Al- always act like you belong there. That, I mean, if we have not made an entire life out of that, Scott, I don't know what could be closer to the truth. Just uh, act like you belong there. And when you're, you're asked to provide evidence... Keep acting like you belong there. <laughs> That's it. And, and look, if, if their first offer is go, please turn around, then don't comply. You say, no, 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 we're, we're, we're going to eat. You know, where? At the course. Oh, okay. I mean, you can leave it as simple as that. But anyway, they, they offer you a day pass. Um, and then once you get there, you are free to roam around the grounds of the ocean course. You can putt on the putting green. I took my boys there to putt on the putting green. We sat out on the back porch overlooking the ocean, um, you know, had hors d'oeuvres, had some drinks uh, inside. You can go into the pro shop and walk around. It's, it's a, uh, if you are a lover of Southern cuisine, if you're a lover of Southern lifestyle, the beach, being out in the open, I'd be hard pressed to find uh, a more spectacular site on the East coast. All right. I mean, I, again, if you've seen it on TV, you've seen pictures of it. It's hard to argue with what you're saying right now. So, and you having been there, I mean, that's you tell me it's the most beautiful, you know, venue on the East Coast. I'm gonna believe you. I appreciate that. Um, now, granted, I haven't been all up and down the East Coast, but you know, for my money, if I needed a place to, you know, you well, put a gun to my head and say you he, can live one place in the world, that would be it. Here's the thing: what what other place do you hear about? Like well, people are yeah. like, well, hold, hold on, hold on. You think Kiowa is the best? You got to check out so and so. Yeah, I mean, I could see people probably arguing about the Sea Islands down in Georgia. Um, you know, that would make sense to me. Uh, the Fernandina Beach area north of Jacksonville, pretty dope as well. I'm talking uh, about golf venues. Oh, uh, no, that's it. That ex- yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> So, you know, it, it's it's both your opinion and there's little evidence to to argue against it. All right. So basically, it's my opinion as fact. There you go. All right. Uh, let's that's make what we're doing. Picks. We're just solving problems right here. Well, that's that's what we do around here. Exactly. We got to make some picks. We got to buy some stock, Scott, or sell. Mm. So the first one I want to throw at you, because if you remember a year ago, your answer to every winner of a major was Rory McIlroy. It now, was. Rory's on a hot streak, winning in his last start at Wells Fargo, but Rory has seemed to come into a little bit of a problem lately that used to be his enormous strength, and that's hitting a ball straight off the tee. 
Um, this is is more than a problem when you get to a course that's going to average 15 to 20 mile an hour winds where crosswinds play an enormous factor because everything is open at the ocean course. So mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you straight up, do you like Rory McIlroy to be a repeat Kiowa champion this week? Uh, I would have to say no. I'm going to say no. Okay. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he did win because it's Rory McIlroy. But he, if I'm correct, he won his last start. He did. That was Wells Fargo, yeah, before uh, the Byron Nelson this week. I just concluded. So I, I just think the odds of winning two starts in a row are so, so long. And then the odds of winning the PGA at the same venue twice in a row, that, that far apart, I think the odds of that happening are so, you know, so astronomically big. Like, I don't know, like, if Vegas even takes, like, odds on, like, you know, th- those kinds of things, like, what would those odds be? Yeah, I I, I mean, honestly. I know I, what the odds on him winning are, and I think it's a sucker's bet. So I would say no. I uh, I, I tell you one of the things that I liked. I, I, I say no either. Um, I think he's really going to struggle. I could really see this as, like, the Open Championship when it went back to his uh, hometown. Uh, an ad started. I'm sorry. An ad started playing as I was looking up PJ Championship odds. Um, I got them if you need them. Okay. Uh, when he went back, what was that two years ago? The Open Championship, three years ago maybe now, and with the internal out of bounds, and yep. he just blew up and and barely made the cut. I, I feel like maybe this is going to be the same result for him, where he's struggling to make the cut on a Friday. One of the things that I really liked this week at the Byron Nelson and I talked to a buddy at work about this, was Jordan Spieth was up towards the lead uh, for a good majority of, of the week. And I said, I really hope Spieth falls back because there's no way he's winning this week and a Kiowa. And just like that, Spieth fell back. And I'm not going to lie, Scott, I don't know if anything would make me happier this week than Jordan Spieth winning a Kiowa. So I'm actually going to throw uh, a little crazy, like prop that out at you okay so i and this is uh, there's no odds on this it's just you and i like taking a guess who whose odds of winning the career grand slam this year are better spieth's or dj's i think just by the way that spieth is playing i think spieth all he needs um is his pj championship Right. So I, that's, and I think that's evidence of how far he's come in the last, uh, I mean, let's say since January. Yeah. I mean, it's been meteoric. Like, like if you, like if we would have made that same bet in January, I would I take a DJ. DJ. 100%. So I, I think it's a huge tribute to how far he's come and to the process that he's gone through and to the just, you know, innate, innate talent that he has. I just I'm not sure with how high DJ hits the ball if he can contend again at another open championship. Like I think his opportunity was long gone and passed once he hit that ball out of bounds in the seventeenth hole when he had a chance of winning. Yeah, no, no, I hear you. 
So I'm just, I just, I don't see now. Now look, the guy's a golf savant, right? Right. Uh, idiot savant, if you will, for the game. And it wouldn't surprise me just looking at the factors and the way that he plays and historically the way that the open championship sets up. I think it would take like a really calm, maybe wet week where he gets the correct side of the draw for him to be super competitive and possibly win. Right. I, I, I would, I would say here's uh here's someone that I wish I would have bought stock in a few months ago that I think is really going to contend based on his past performances. And that's Sam Burns. He's sitting at 40 to one odds right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, finished runner up this week. Um, you know, just a, a ton of top tens and he just gets better and better and better. His best finish in a major is actually at the PGA championship. That was 2019. He was tied 29th. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually won the Savannah, uh, Savannah golf championship when I was there that year, he was the winner. And, you know, at the beginning of May, he wins the Valspar. He's a really good player. And the form um, is and great. He's, the form is great yeah. coming. And and he's kind of that like middle, you know, middle of the top of the field, let's say. Yeah. Um, you know, the the you know, kind of person who, you know, if things go right, they're you know, and they go and they could go very right for him, uh, he could definitely be up near the top. So you know, when you look at his... That's another finishes, one that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, you look at his finishes this year. February, he goes solo third at Genesis, right? That's in L.A. He was one shot out of the playoff between Finau and Max Homa. We just mentioned he wins the Valspar in May. And then, you know, last week, two days ago, a day ago, two days ago when you're listening to this, he finishes runner-up to K.H. Lee. I mean, the kid could literally have three wins coming into the PGA. Yeah, that that's crazy. So I do. I, I like those odds a lot. Um, some of the other odds, which are just perplexing to me, is you mentioned it before. It blew my mind. I I didn't believe you. Is Victor Hovland at twenty five to one? Victor eighth, Hovland at twenty five to one ahead like of some real best, heavy hitters. Yeah, the eighth best odds of the tournament. I mean, ahead of Brooksy, which okay, that makes sense. He doesn't have much form coming in, but ahead of Masters champion Matsuyama. Uh, Cantley. Cantley's been iffy. Patrick Reed, Finau, all those guys are all 35 to 1 I just mentioned. Um, and then you got the next next batch. You got Scotty Scheffler and Sam Burns at 40 to 1. I'm telling you what, taking putting some money down on Scheffler and Sam Burns right there at those odds, you might make yourself some cash this weekend. They so I'm I the pool that I'm in, um, we do it's two from each of three tiers. So tier one's the the top ten guys and the odds. Um, tier two is, I guess, the next twenty. Um, so I, I'm looking at Scheffler and Burns as my two out of that that tier. I think those are great picks. The only I may swap Cam Smith in instead of Scheffler. The man with the worst uh, air fist bump ever, PGA champ, Sean mm. McKeel, is 2,000 to 1, as well as Rich Beam. He's a 2,000 to 1-er as well. Mm. I won't be throwing them into my Tier 3 um, choices. Not not even close. 
Well, that's there's some. I mean, there's some solid names at tier, at my third tier also here in this pool. We got Homa at eighty to one. Got uh, Justin Rose at sixty six to one. Some solid, some solid picks. Tell you what, there's there's some guys. I mean, there's some old heads up there at two hundred mm-hmm. to one. Phil Mickelson, Zach Johnson at two hundred to one. They're not going to win, but a name that that catches my eye at two hundred to one is Harold Varner. Just announced hmm. him and his wife are having a baby. Guys over the moon excited. I mean, this dude could come out and go low Monday, you know, Thursday, Friday, and uh, maybe coast home the weekend. Give some, give some people some green. Yeah, that. I mean, I, sorry about that. That's a guy who uh, who I like a lot. He's definitely got some game. Um, I'd like to see him do well. Just even without all the other stuff that's going good for him. Just yeah. You you know, you say like you want to see Har- Harold Varner do well this week? My answer would probably be yes. Yeah, so. I mean I mean look look at look at just us playing golf. Like I know if I if I'm stressing about stuff like, oh, I gotta get all the yard work done, I gotta wash the cars and stuff too. And like I'm not enjoying myself as much as I should on a course because I'm thinking about stuff, you know? If this guy's yeah. completely over the moon excited, everything's going right in his life, you know, you could catch a heater, you never know. Yep. What's uh, John Daly at? Thousand to one, Scotto. Mm. Thousand to one odds to win the PGA and ten to one odds to set up shop in the parking lot with Winnebago after he misses the cut. Is uh is is JD ahead of Omar Uresti? <laughs> no, Omar's in the two thousand to oh, one group. Gotcha. Okay. Just checking. Uh, um <laughs> Uh, Rangefinder Scott are making their major debut at the Ocean Course, and some of our favorites, Justin Thomas, along with the Fat Boy and Webb Simpson, said that they think it's going to slow down play. What are your thoughts on that? I think it's going to slow down play. Anytime I... on the professional tour, when you add another level of certainty for these guys. It's another thing for them to calculate. It's just going to take longer. Like these guys are right. It's not going to, the caddy's not just going to zap the flag, laser it, and say, okay, 152, and that's it. You know, it's just going to be another part of their equation that they go through. And and a guy like Bryson, like, you want to give this idiot another number to play with? Come on. Well, and and the other thing is, and, and in their defense, they're good enough that, there's a difference between 143 and 146. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Let me tell you something real quick. You and I are not that good. No. So, no. So they're, the they're going to obsess over the, those three yards. Yes. Uh, you and I know the difference between 50 and 65. Yep. 50 and 60, even. And it's funny because I, I talked with Jane prior to when we recorded with her the last time. And I said, mm-hmm. hey, let me ask you a serious question. Like, I just heard Tiger talking about the difference between a 67 and a 69 yard pitch shot. I said like, that's kind of BS, right? Like he's just doing that to, you know, F with everyone else. And she's like, hell no. She's like, I know the difference between 172 and 174. And that just, you know, and she's the most honest person in the world when it comes to golf. And it just, it, that blows my mind. Yep. And that, and that is right there. That's all, you know, 
all the people who are like, yeah, if I just practice a little bit hard, yeah, no, you, no, right, no, you, you couldn't, you couldn't. She living. she beat you every day, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, up down sideways, she'd beat you. It's just it's it's mind blowing, you know. It, it really it it truly is when you think about it to know the difference between three feet, you know, one yard of release on a club is is insane. Um, but you can watch for that out there. You'll see some guys with it. Well, you see the caddies with it. Um, you know, part of me wonders, Scott, if, if you're getting a new caddy for the week or it's a guy you don't really trust, if you're going to zap it or you're going to let your caddy do it. Hmm. I guess it depends on who that caddy is. You know, so if it's if it's just like someone who, you know, maybe it's someone from your from your team or it's, you know, someone who you, you know, you just picked up a caddy off the street and you're like, hey, you know, maybe it's Happy Gilmore's caddy. Um, you know, maybe that person you're you're gonna grab the gun yourself. Scott, Happy, Gil- like- Happy Gilmore's caddy's playing this week. Will Zalatoris is yes, field. Yes, I, <laughs> um, I feel like if you're Max Homa and you have bones on the bag. Uh, he gives you a number. You just go with it. Hey, is that the best retirement job that anybody has ever gotten? Bones. He he travels around to tournaments and does commentary. And then every once in a while, one of top tier players like, hey, man, I could really use a caddy this week. You know, it's not like he he bags up with with some of these dudes that are like 400th in the world. Like he's bags up with like these guys that are on the top twenty five. So the dude could probably support himself just in the money he's making from these one off gigs. You have to. You also have to wonder like, are there other people who have reached out to him and he's just been like, yeah, no, nah, I'm good. Um, oh, I, and, I think a hundred percent yes. And if he's he's only saying yes to people he thinks have a chance of you know being in contention. Because yeah, and, and people that he vibes with, honestly. Right. Because, like, you know, and that's the thing. It's like, okay, like, you know, I got a choice between Max Homa and, let's say, I don't know, uh, even another big name, like a, like a Jason Duffner or something like that. Like, right. yeah, he's going to take Max Homa because Max Homa is more likely to win him money. Yeah, and, and let's be honest, like, the amount that Phil paid him over their – whatever it was 20 years 18 years Mm -hmm. like bones does not need to work ever again but he loves the game and he loves being around it and it's his life so i mean if he's gonna go out and and hoof a bag around for four days yeah you know he's gonna want to make something out yeah he's gonna want to get something it's gotta be worth it it's gotta be and i'm sure there's a little bit of competitive spirit with him too the thing is like what better position who's in a better position than him i mean he can turn down anything he wants and just kind of wait for you know greatness to kind of drop on his doorstep and and who knows let's say let's say he goes out and wins with max homa this week max homa's first major championship ever you know i feel awful for max's caddy but yeah max might be like hey dude how much do i need to pay you to keep me on the you know keep you on the bag Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I don't think for the uh, well, we, Max Holm is going to win, but yeah, I, d- I don't think so either. But aren't they're 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 buddies too? Yeah. 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 Like that, that's the thing. Like it's yeah. it's it's cool people. You know, it'd be like we had I, we had his caddy on, right? Yeah. 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 Right. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. Well. Well. So he's playing so, the four ball. 
Exactly. So yeah. Griner qualified with a buddy of his for the USGA four ball. Like, dude can ball for, you know, for real. He's a good player. Right. And so it just happens that it falls this week for the next stage of advancement. So, you know, I think Griner and him have been friends forever, you know, like childhood friends. So right. I don't think Griner's job is in jeopardy at all. And you qual- like, look, if you and I qualified for the USGA four ball, and work was like, yeah, you can't take off. I'd be like, okay, middle finger to work. Like, we're going to play. It's a once-in-a-lifetime thing because yeah, we're exactly. not professionals. No. You know? And this might never come again, ever. No, no, definitely not. And, again, just to have a shot at a USGA championship, like, you know, that's, that's a thing. You've, oh, been it, in that, it, you've been in that room, too. I ex- exactly we've seen what's been down in the vault like that is definitely a thing um hey i i don't know if you well so let's let's wrap up the pga it, it's going to be incredible um i i think this is one of those weeks scott where the star of the show is truly the golf course itself uh it's right now it's the star until there's until somebody proves otherwise right so if there's uh you know if Spieth and McElroy are tied, you know, going down, you know, 18 on Sunday and one of them, you know, holds out from the fairway or something. Well, then they became the star. But, you know, you got to put up. Otherwise, the course takes over. Right. Um, Something that you might not have seen, you know, I'm into card collecting and stuff. Upper Deck this week released their 2021 golf series. I want you to take a guess. Well, let me let me give you an idea of what's in the set. So there's all different autographs. There's some patch autographs where they cut out, you know, part of their polo and put it on the card. Um, Matt Wolf has autos. Justin Thomas, Morikawa, Greg Norman, Tiger Woods. So you're talking. You're running the gamut, okay? Jack Nicklaus, uh, female golfers, male golfers. There's artifacts from major champions. Um, some like uh, there's an Arnold Palmer card that's numbered out of 25 for multiple major winners, and it's part of a yellow polo that he wore. So there are um, there's a no 90 yeah there's 90 cards in the set, and there's rookies that have never had golf cards before. Obviously not mm. rookies like Danny Willett. Uh, Sewell Kim, Tony Finau, guys like that. So there's a rookie set, there's a base set, there are numbered, there's artifacts. The signature checklist, like I said, runs the gamut from like Stacey Lewis to Annika Sorensen to mm. Bryson, et cetera, et cetera, right? So it's kind of cool. Uh, it's neat. It's neat. A hobby box, okay, is going to include, um, let me see if this says it on here. It's going to con- include three hits. Now, a hit is going to be either an autograph or a relic card. There's going to be eight packs. Okay, do the math with me now. Ready? Eight packs with four cards per pack for a total of 32 cards. Mm-hmm. Okay? How much do you think a sealed hobby box of 2021 Upper Deck Artifacts Golf is going for? So how many cards did you say were in that box? 32. Eight packs. Eight packs of four. Per pack. And you're getting three autograph slash and or relics per box. 
that's kind of cool. I'm going to say no more than between $100 and $200. Okay, so you are talking like a man who's rational, and you're talking like a man I, that's, that's saying that's what this is worth. It's golf. Correct. Like, like it's it's not baseball, it's not football, it's not basketball. Right. I, I'm sitting golf. here with an, I'm sitting here with a numbered out of 49 in front of me. I just got it in the mail. Uh, an on card auto for Ronald Acuna Jr. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is that is a beautiful card from arguably top three player in baseball right now. Okay. A man who has a a lot more um, social presence in the world of sports than golf does, right? Right. You are very low on your price for the box of cards. All right. Um, Very low? Very low. The 100 or the 200 is very low? The 200 is very low. I'm dumbfounded right now. I was going to say I'll go up to 250 then. Okay, well, go up more than that. Three fifty. More than that. Five. More than that. <laughs> no. I'm not lying. I refuse to. I refuse to believe that there's a world that exists where thirty-two golf cards are more than five hundred dollars. Not only does this world exist, Scott, these boxes sold out within a minute on retail. That that's insane for 500 bucks. Well, over 500 bucks. No, 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 Scott, take your 500 and double that. Uh, uh, there's a, okay. <laughs> is, they are selling the right Palmer, now. Hold on. Is the, the Palmer stuff autographed? Um, I don't see a Palmer autograph. Cause, okay. Uh, Cause that I could see. I mean, I don't know how they would have done it, but I guess they could make it work. Um, well, it, it probably, it would have been like a cut auto, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like I have, I have, uh, I have two Stan Musial autos. Mm-hmm. One of them's cut from, um, a check that he wrote that's in a card, you know, stuff like that. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. Okay. So first off, here are the autographs. I- I'm going to, I'm going to read them all. There's not that many and people like this stuff, I guess. If- uh, hold on. Nicholas has to be in there too, right? So the Nick, you have a chance of Nicholas and Tiger. Correct. Probably not both in a box, but it's a possibility. It, it it's a possibility, but you've got Annika, Bryson, Blair O'Neill, Colomore Coward, Danielle Kang, Craig Norman, James Hahn, Stenson Duffner, Holmes, Jack Nicholas, uh, Justin Suh, Kevin Kisner, Lexi Thompson, Matt McNeely, Matt Wolf, uh, Nikolai Hogard, Rasmus Hogard, Stacy Lewis, Tony Finau, and Tiger Woods. And then there are some where there's dual autos. Like there's a Jack Nicholas, Greg Norman. There's a Tiger Woods, Justin Thomas, right? The only one right now that I'm telling you people is worth anything at all is if you hit on a Tiger Woods autograph. Uh, or That's Nicholas, it. I would think. Uh, Scott, he has been around and signed so much that that value has gone down. Fair. Just like Palmer. Palmer signed But everything. these things are going to be, like, it's, it's rare, so it's... Sure. I, I I'm trying to talk myself into it, but I know you're but, probably but look, right. But look, let me let me let me show you this. You open up a box, you get three relics, right? Okay, you could get um 
and Alexander Bjork relic. Mm-hmm. You could get an Austin Cook relic with a J.B. Holmes and Blair O'Neill autograph. And you just dropped a grand. Right. Yeah, no. Now I'm going to tell you what. There's some very, very cool ones. There is a ball marker auto relic set. There's 20 people that have their ball marker on the card. Now, again, I don't know if it's part of a ball marker. I don't know if it's the whole thing. It's not autographed. Tiger Woods does. There's five Tiger Woods cards like that. So there's some pretty sick things out there, but you could also end up with a Justin Suh auto, a Kristen Gilman autograph, Kelly Craft. You know what I mean? Like that's that's the chance that that you take if you're going to do this. But Scott, I was on Upper Deck's website because I had an off block during work when these dropped two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and had the ability if I wanted to add it to my cart for seven hundred and fifty dollars. That's what it was at retail. It's going for about a thousand now on eBay, and you know I just sat there and I had no inclination to do it, but I sat there and looked at it. And was like, you got to be absolutely you know effing crazy if you're putting this much money down for golf cards can golf cards scott i again i i I do love it i don't know i'm willing to to put that much money up for some golf cards i it's i have a hard time shelling that out and I think the reason being is because the card market is insane nowadays. I'm sure people have probably heard in the news how Target's not even going to sell in their retail stores basketball, football, baseball, or Pokemon anymore because guns have been pulled on people. It's nuts. You know, people sit in line, flip cards on eBay. Um, but this is not that. You know, this is golf. And I think the only reason that it's so big is because obviously Tiger Woods' name is still in the press all the time and the fact that they haven't done cards in a while and upper deck is the only company that tiger signs for, you know, right. he's got that, he's got that deal with them. So you're only going to be able to get it in that. And the lore of tiger woods is making people pay a thousand dollars for 32 cards. So for, I'm actually on the upper deck website right now. Okay. So for a thousand dollars. Okay. Okay. Well, it's not a thousand dollars for $1,300. Huh, you can just buy a Jack Nicholas autographed tournament flag. Okay. From the memorial, from any number of U.S. Opens, um, you you just have that thing. For six fifty, you can get a Justin Thomas autographed first major twenty by twenty four poster. Okay. Now let me tell you what. Hold crazy on. It gets it gets this. it gets better. Okay, but but real quick. Go ahead. Go ahead. In both of my son's rooms, they have, uh, I think it's up to four now, flags covered in autographs, mm-hmm. right? From many of the people that I just mentioned. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. That that was, they have those memories, too, of Bryson coming over to them at Oakmont. And saying, hey, you know, you guys hit the ball a long way, too? You know, when they were like seven, eight years, yeah, 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 we love... Love hit and drive. Oh, my God. You know, who's your favorite golfer? You know, and Drew's like, I think you are now. And he's like, oh, that's so awesome. What right. memory do you have from spending 650 bucks from a JT poster? A poster, no less. 
Uh, exactly. Look, a flag is dope. A Jack yeah. Nicholas memorial, one that you hang up in in a in a golf room or something like that's awesome. Okay, let's be honest. With just his signature, a Masters flag from Tiger Woods from a year that he won autograph, that's sick. Uh, exactly. A Blair O'Neill autograph golf card, like, yeah, I'm cool without that. Trust me. So for for twelve hundred bucks, you can get it's, and this is actually really kind of cool. I'm sorry, thirteen hundred bucks. You can get a yellow Jack Nicholas brand polo shirt, autographed by Jack Nicholas. So I don't understand why you would spend a thousand dollars for a chance at that when you could spend a little bit more and have the thing that you're trying to get. Get exactly what you want. Well, forget. <laughs> you know what? And how many of those people bought two boxes, spend over two thousand dollars? What you could also do then is spend an extra four hundred bucks and get yourself a Gary Player one to hang next to your Jack Nicholas polo. Wait a minute. How much is Gary Player? Four hundred dollars. You can get a hat, the the his Black Knight hat. Yeah. You can get that autograph for three hundred. For for thirteen hundred bucks, you can get a and I'm not sure how big this is, but you can get an autographed picture of Gary Player and Jack Nicholas. That's pretty cool. And and I debate these things as I'm literally gazing upon a wall of autographed baseball cards right now. Mm -hmm. You know, nothing that I've paid extravagant amounts for, but. You know, got obviously Cardinals that that I love, and and there's some other guys that I collect, like you know, like Acuna and Juan Soto and uh, guys like that. Now I did, I guess about two months ago, I went in and I splurged on a Mike Trout auto card. Well, that's your, but that's your team, you know. Like, no, that's the Angels. Oh, you're right. That is the Angels. My bad. So it was a patch. Don't pay attention to baseball at all. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. It was a patch of auto from 2013, so his his third year. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, it cost me a, a, a pretty good penny. I don't mind saying it was like 485 bucks, right? Right. When the season started, his prices went through the roof. In two months' time, I sold that same card for 950 Okay. Now, I would love to have that Mike Trout here. But you know what I love more than having that Mike Trout, you know, card Scott? Five hundred dollars. Five hundred dollars profit. You're damn yep. right, because that went in to some other cards that I truly love. Like I like I have a, a phenomenal Bo Jackson autograph from the Royals. Love that. Mm -hmm. You know, cool stuff like that. Understandable. And if people look, if people want to pay, and they're not mortgaging the house against it, I guess more power to them. If you have thirty-five grand, you could purchase <laughs> the outfit that Rory McIlroy wore on the the final round of the two thousand twelve PGA Championship. Come on, Psh, polo and pants. You don't even Not, get the belt or the shoes. Nope, sign, but it's signed, and it looks like it's signed with like some message too. <laughs> like, hey, moron! Thanks oh no, for it's buying this. Yeah, no, it, it says final round of PGA Championship, 8-12-12. 12, 12. 
it has the his four round score and it has second major victory and it says one of one um and it's autographed both on the the shirt and the pants and there's uh looks like a seal of authenticity and the, the has a little one of one marking on both pieces i mean that's that's insane that's like you know, they get him in there like, hey, Rory, sign this shirt. All right, cool. Uh, we're we're going to charge a premium for this. Put something else on it. All right, how about the date? All right, cool. Uh, hey, can you put write the scores down? Uh, yeah, okay, sure, guys. I'll write the scores down. Hey, write um, major champion. Uh, okay, guys, anything else? Uh, yeah, write one of one on it, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is – and again, I, I – I, I, one of these – we're on one of these rabbit holes, so – I'm going to yeah. stop, but there's no, so much, there's a lot of cool stuff on here. I know how that goes. Listen, yeah. let's talk about my hate for Nick Faldo. I, do, I dislike him as a reporter, as a color commentary guy. And I got, I got a bunch of messages on Instagram about these square shoes. You mean the distance golf shoe? Yeah, which if you wear these, it'll give you more distance. And then today, as and I've never seen them in stores. I don't go to stores anyway, but I, I never saw them online for sale or anything. And then finally today, I'm watching live from the PGA. And every single time a commercial break came, there's this idiot talking about change your shoes, change your game. Mm. And so first off, they look like a weird, like a weird Skechers x adidas knockoff and they they talk about how it's scientifically proven that these golf mm. shoes are going to enhance your distance and then they show some dude in like a polo and his name's like dr yamamoto but he doesn't say anything they just show him like <laughs> i'm supposed to believe that these shoes are going to give me distance and i just I pray that none of our listeners out there right now are sitting with these shoes in their shoe bag, like ready to take to the course. Scott, just please tell me who are who buys these? Are they the same people that used to watch infomercials back in the nineties and then purchase that crap? I, I think it definitely is possible. Um, I think it's the same people who buy like, you know, the those like crazy wedges they advertise. Um like the square strike, <laughs> yes, and all the, those. yeah, all that. Remember uh, the one, remember the diamond faced one. I got one of those at like a played against sports, mm-hmm. and after like three rounds, that club had eaten through like a dozen balls. Yeah, or like the the teardrop putter. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> uh. So or whatever that driver is, that's like. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, so we actually, if you're interested, we could become ambassadors uh, as part of the Squares Ambassador Program. The only requirements are that you must own a pair of Squares golf shoes. You must love Squares. I know we're kind of out, but we could pretend. And have um, an IQ of less than 60. I have an active social media presence. Yeah, well, we do. So for that, if we are accepted as ambassadors... Oh, um, so this is a process of acceptance. I don't think so. <laughs> um, I, I think they check your your um, Instagram and go, okay, you're good. Um, for that, you get $10 off all products, a free um, shoe bag, a free pair of socks, and free shipping. Do you think the socks add at least another yard or two? Hmm. Yes. 
I think the combination of the socks and the shoes is the, the ultimate combination. Uh, and for this, you get to interact directly with the Squares team as oh. well as other ambassadors. So they must I, be awesome. I think, I, well, I think we get to hang with Faldo. I, I would pay not to hang with Faldo. Yeah, you're probably right. Now, look, with all this being said, if some idiot backed a dump truck full of money to my house and said, hey, promote this item on your podcast and Instagram every week, you know what this moron would do? Promote that on the podcast. Oh, absolutely. I, listen, I, my, uh, my moral compass only points in one direction, and that's towards money. <laughs> uh, you... Have you seen their hats? They make hats. <laughs> they, no, I no, no, they, I have not. They What's make hats. Wear shoes. I'm. It's looking. squares. S Q A I R Z because they're edgy. Oh my god. And and they have a part of their website that says shots of the month, and it's S H O T Z. I mean. Uh, <laughs> this is awful. <laughs> like, I hate myself for going on this right now. I'm sure this makes for great radio. Did, did, you, people... did, did you see the hat? No, I'm I'm looking under shop right now. Okay. Hold, I, hold on. Just, I, I just need to hear your live reaction to the hat. It's under accessories on the second page. I, I hate myself for saying this, but they make a shoe called the Arrow. And God, do I do, might I actually like these? Hold on. Oh, no, I saw them from the side. OK, <laughs> they're like they're like a saddle shoe mixed with Adidas's. Um, uh like the ad, it, 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 God, it's like the Addy Pro from Adidas mixed with a saddle shoe. But I guess their whole entire deal is there, it's a square toe box. Yes, I think that's the deal. So it's like, I guess it's, it gives you more stability through your swing. But the midsole, it looks almost non existent on these shoes underneath. Wait a minute, Scott. Every well, shoe no, you. So what you're you're actually referring to? The, I'm gonna go like all like shoe geek on you. Please, you're do. actually referring to the way the outsole is like in two parts, and there's yes. that's like what a, I, yeah. Um, okay, okay, hold on, hold on, just stop everything. What the hell? No one is buying those hats, brims, b r i m z, for the the brim is square. It's. It's awful. And then around like the little like vent holes on the top, they have like the square stitching. Oh my God. All right. These are going up on our Instagram story so you can see just how stupid these things are. The back is squared off. Okay. I'm going to tell you what. I don't really believe in violence on the golf course, but if I see someone with one of these, I might aim at them. These are, to be honest with you, it's uh, the hat itself. It, These are two like people who wear loudmouth pants, shoes? unironically. Scott, the cheapest pair of shoes is $199. Well, they're the distance golf shoes. But I just got my Kiowa Air Maxes, which are sick as hell, for $150. 
I, I, I understand that. All right. I want you to look at, go through these. Every single shoe mm. is just a ripoff of another company's design from Skechers to Adidas uh, to Etonic. I'm seeing to, to Nike even. This I will is- say that Arrow, the one that you you did call out, like they have like the USA ones. Those are kind of cool looking. It's a neat idea until you until you get to the square part of it. Yeah, but that that design implementation is just, I mean, it's just wild. I'm trying to. This is nuts. This is nuts. But hey, if they want me to sponsor them, if they want to sponsor us, that give us some money. But you know what? Let's talk about a yeah, real sponsor. Change our minds. Yeah, that's it. Let's talk about a real sponsor because Eagles and Arrows actually makes good-looking golf stuff, Scott. And look, I can't, I can't show pictures yet, okay? But I can tell you that there are polos coming out, and I oh, have one I, on the way. I can't wait. They're sick, and you know Grant is so low-key and and just you know so respectful to the to the history of the game um there's no logo on the polos whatsoever but he has spent the last year designing the fabric the feel the fit the cut the buttons the stitching on it and the pictures he showed me like i'm just i'm pumped the new hats that are coming out are just absolutely disgustingly good um and wow. he's killing it every month with this head cover the the pineapple one this month is just sick like and i told him i was like dude i said i don't know if i should say this but like your products are too good like i'm on the 24th round with this glove and mm-hmm. i swear to you scott it still looks as good as it did during the third round like it's it's such quality and, and we've had a bunch of people that listen to the show and follow us on Instagram purchase from him. And every single one of them comes back to me and just like, Dan, look, this stuff is sick. Like, how is this company not blown up? How is it not big? I'm like, well, cause it's not his full-time job, but he puts so much passion and pride into the products. And you know, you want to see a joke, go to squares.com. You want to see how a business should be run. Go to Eagles pick yourself something up for one of the golfers in your life or yourself. And that's what a company should look like. Uh- I'll I'll tell I'll tell this story. So Saturday I was hanging out with some of my neighbors. Um, I, you know I got got to uh, where we were all hanging out and they you know, had one one of my Eagles and Arrows hats and they're like, "Wow, that's amazing! What what is that?" And I was like, "Oh, it's a golf company. It's you know our podcast sponsor. You know, really high quality stuff." And everyone was looking at it like, "Wow, I really love the logo on that." So. Again, it's not just, you know, something that we're talking about because, you know, it's not something we live. It, these are this is something I wear on a regular basis. Yep. So I wouldn't I wouldn't say it if it wasn't true. Very true. Very true. Unless it was squares and they brought me a whole bunch of money and let me, you know, have lunch with Faldo at Augusta. Hey, for squares money, I'll say anything. Exactly. All right, bud. We got anything else? I think this this was a good getting our feet wet back into the into the game, like we never left, you know. Yeah, and we and we'll we'll probably do a, a post PGA, and then we'll disappear again for a few weeks. Yeah, simple all, as that. It's all good. Yeah, the old adage of distance absence makes the heart grow fonder. 
is uh is hopefully true. We'll see if people still listen. Either way, it's fun. It's fun for us. Yes, it is. All right, people. So either get busy golfing or get busy dying. Be good. Straight down the middle. It went straight down the middle. At Eagles and Arrows, we supply timeless style and high-quality golf essentials. We strive to provide the personal attention that consumers deserve. We're taking extra steps to personally and thoughtfully design our goods to bring you the best products out there. In 2021, we are releasing a new head club cover every month. We're releasing several new hat designs, including the Tremendous Slouch, which is on our website right now. We're also doing custom designs on our gloves and all of our leather goods. At the end of the day, we're all about living life to its fullest and enjoying this amazing game that we love with great people. Love golf, live life, Eagles and Arrows. Check us out on Instagram at Eagles and Arrows CO and online at www.eaglesandarrows.com.